What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Berlingame, here with my co-host, Joe Marcoux. Joe, what is up, my friend? Looking forward to this one. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll put it to you this way. I am listening. <laughs> and this is a good thing, because that's what we're going to talk about today. It's active listening, episode nine. Uh, our last episode, episode eight, we were talking about body language and active listening came up a lot. So naturally, we uh, pulled it up to the front of the pack. And now it's episode nine. Here we are. So we're talking about active listening as a technique, how you can utilize active listening to help yourself make more sales, increase your revenues, help more people and move yourself closer to personal wealth, because that is what we focus on with this show. Uh, quick mm-hmm. heads up, if you guys like the show, be sure to like, subscribe, drop us a review. Five stars is extremely helpful. Sharing the show with your friends, anybody who is in the coaching industry, who sells, who owns a business, would benefit from the tactics that we talk about in every single episode. You're always walking away with action steps. And better yet, you can join our free Facebook group, right? So join more, Help sell more. more. Help More, Sell More is the Facebook group. Go search that on Facebook and join up. You got to answer a couple of questions, very simple stuff. And then we approve people every single day. And, you know, the more great minds we get in that group, the more uh, this this conversation escalates and improves. And over time, we all, you know, we learn, we take away. You guys are going to get a ton of value. I've been a part of, you know, amazing groups and masterminds in the past. I have a feeling. I got, a, I got a gut feeling here, Joe. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me you feel Yo. the same way. This is going to be a great group. This is going to be a good group. We're going to learn from each other. Joe and I are going to share videos. We're going to do lives in there, uh, exclusive giveaways, things like that. It's going to be a blast. So join up now, and we'll look forward to interacting with you. Now, Joe, we're talking about active listening today, and you know we start every show out with a story time. So I think mm. it's time for a story involving active listening. So can you share a time where active listening has helped you make a sale? You can pinpoint. I'm sure there's a thousand times because guess what, guys? We use it every single sale. Maybe there's one time you can highlight where it like really made the difference. There is. It's just recent. Recent. Yeah. Uh, and 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 an absolutely fantastic coach actually her name is Kat Kieran's and she you you know Kat yep she's Kat's actually in your SOS dojo group yep she's a a professional that helps people lower stress yeah she is a phenomenal listener herself oh it's interesting cuz even my energy level right now i'm almost mimicking how she is yeah. And I'm usually the high energy wind guy and let's go. And the way that she does it, and she's so great and in conversation with her and I was mirroring how she was speaking and I was actively listening. And in the conversation with her, she was letting me know, I was finding out some of the challenges were and hers were challenges with handling objections, what to say, in the context of being able to help people start in her program so that they could lower their stress level in their own lives and get more in tune with their bodies in that process. And I took the cues from her, which doesn't mean that I didn't know of these cues in my career and learned them from other people, such as Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, Bob Proctor. Active listening is 
taking the time to pause. And what I really did well, and I do this, and I'm saying this, I did this well because of the way that Kat does it, it's her verbal cues without interruption and allowing there to be silence for answering. We've Episode two was shut up. It's allowing that time to have that silence in between, silence so that we could process. And so the answer here would be, and this is the example, this is what it this is what active listening sounds like. And I'm going to use cat as the example. So a statement would be made or a feeling would be shared or a question would be answered and it's hmm hmm she is so authentic in that she's not doing that to be disingenuous and i picked that up from her in our conversation and i mirrored that mm-hmm. and i did that and since then And this is recent. This is in the last six months because she's been in the dojo now for for 25 weeks. So we're getting close to the six-month mark. And so this was prior to her actually joining the dojo. I was cognizant of the active listening piece. Now more than ever, the power of being able to just slow the cadence down a little bit, leaning in, like you said in the last episode, leaning in and curious and just listening not having distractions phone's not on not facing a television not having a screen in front of me i'm paying attention to the person who's speaking and i'm taking in everything and i'm a note taker so i'm actively listening which is something else that you did extremely well is that i'm curious is that your story jeff your your bar stool table where you're sitting with somebody and you've got your notes and they're you're to the left of them so that they could see that you're writing those notes because that seems to me like the obvious play is that where you're you were going today did i just steal your thunder oh, it's ruined you ruined the episode <laughs> you know what chad i've been chad. listening to you though <laughs> no so uh yeah for for me it's that would be thousands of examples right so when i was working in uh the the fitness industry and i'll even give you examples like i did the same exact thing when i moved into the mentorship industry right when i became a coach um but the way i i think about active listening is much more of a versus cat like a physical thing that i do right so i'm physically taking notes i am leaning in i am nodding i'll give the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right that thing but I, you know unlike a lot of people that uh-huh uh-huh what'd you say it's actually where i'm right. hearing you interpreting what you're saying because to me the big thing was like when you take the notes why are you taking those notes if you don't reference those later right the biggest issue i had when i was training and developing salespeople at gyms is that i'd teach them to take notes they'd never reference them again in the conversation. I'd be like, why did you take those notes? Well, that's a wasted exercise. Exactly. It's not for you. It's for them. It's for us. It's for we. It's the inclusivity, right? Because when you get to the end of this conversation, and guess what you got to do? You got to ask for money. Okay, here comes the close. Well, you know what really helps? 
if you preface if you preface your closing statement with those notes, Mrs. Jones, you came here today to me seeking help on this specific like, hey, remember this thing we talked about five seconds ago? Because here's the thing. Uh, I have this concept with with consumers, with prospects, and it's uh, called consumer amnesia. And essentially what happens is as soon as you put dollar signs on a page, you better believe they forgot everything they talked about with you for the last 20 to 30 minutes. It's all out the window. You could have cried together. You could have hugged. You could have like, you know, connected on different things. And all of a sudden they don't know you from Adam. Like you are just a totally different person. You don't have a relationship because you involve money. How dare you? Right. That is what happens. So taking notes, like I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I was like a hundred percent to me, uh, it's such a huge part of active listening that and asking questions, which we're going to get into because that's the discovery phase that we work on in Burley sales, but taking notes is huge and sharing those notes. Yeah. Like that is what makes it active is that I'm not the psychiatrist and you're on the couch and I'm across the room drawing, you know, a hangman and like just playing yeah. doodles, you know, over here, like just chilling. Uh, I am writing the notes so that you can see them. I have nothing to hide from you. I shouldn't have anything to hide from you. That would be shady. And if we're going to focus on KLT, which we talk about on every episode here, know, like, and trust, then I need to be open with you. I need to be transparent with you. And I can't be hiding those things. So I'm taking those notes to show you that I'm listening, to show you that I'm paying attention, because that goes a long way towards you trusting me so that we can come to a win-win conclusion at the end of this sales, right? It's interesting that you mentioned the notes thing because, again, I, I go back to, again, actively listening, pausing, nodding, or, again, you can also, you know, shake your head in, in disagreement. It's okay to, as long as you're having a, an actual authentic conversation, this is what's interesting. A lot of people believe that in sales, you always have to be in agreement with your prospect. I disagree with that. I would rather be genuine and I, I, I can have a difference of opinion and still come to a place of agreement. I can have a di- difference of opinion and have a come to a place of, of agreement because my goal is to be able to solve my prospect's problem. So we can have, for example, conversation about hockey, right? You go off topic and they say, what's the topic? They might be, hey, I'm interested in this product or I'm interested in this service. And then you notice, hey, so I, I noticed that you've got a Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings jersey on. And it's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. It's like, well, I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan. And all of a sudden we start to disagree about our teams, blah, blah, blah. And that's okay. We're fans of the game. We're disagreeing We're and it's fun. And then you go back onto this, and I, I, I've done this many a time where it's like, you know, you, you go into this conversation, you're weaving things together, and it's like, so you find out, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Steve Eiserman fan. Really? And so you start talking about that, and you, you reference back, hey, did you know that Stevie Y uses this product? And again, it, it, it's got to be obviously true. So th- this, is, this is what's beautiful about listening because you take in those notes. So like you said, Jeff, you get to the point where you mentioned the price and then an objection comes up. You can go back to your notes as a point of reference and be able to say, well, I remember that you said this and this, and I've got this written down here. This is why I was taking notes. The other benefit too is if you've got multiple clients at the same time, 
write notes because I don't know about you, but Confucius say bad handwriting better than good memory. I'm going to grab those notes and be able to tailor these conversations if I'm going from one client and I'm leaving them alone and going from another client and leaving them alone, which is part of the army of one concept because if you can't always deal with everybody at once. And I'll, I'll share with you a quick story. I recently finished a, a, an army of one program with a, with, with a client who's got a retail store. It's formerly Auric Vacuum. You know Auric Vacuum? Yep. Okay. They're, this particular client, it's Matthew McKay. I mean, I'm, I'm not you know, fact, so I might as well just put it out there. Matthew McKay is the owner of this new retail store. He's out of the Auric vacuum industry. He was Auric's number one vacuum retailer. Like that in and of itself was intimidating for me because he was in, in the vacuum business for decades. Yeah. And then his manager of this store that he's now got is a former sales training designer for Disney. Wow. Now I've got these two giants that I'm training. Yeah. The training went extremely well. As a matter of fact, on Sunday, they're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Orlando and they're going to be picking me up and they're taking me out to dinner, which is exciting. But here's the part that's that they don't, by the time this podca- podcast airs, they'll, they'll have received it. They had said something to me that I took note of. I'll talk about active listening and getting getting something that I know I'm gonna it's gonna pay massive dividends. Matthew and Jack both said that one of their important things for them was God, family, vacuums back in the day when they had the Oric business and they both worked together. And now they're in they're in the bicycle industry. So now it's God, family, bicycles. They had put in that order. So I took note of that actively listening. And what did I do when we were done our program? I've sent them a little gift, a card. And on the left-hand panel of the card on the inside, it says, God, family, bicycles. And I wrote them a little note expressing how I was just thrilled to be able to work with them and wishing them continued success. And I look forward to working with them in the future. They're signing into Lead Cycles, which is my follow-up program for the bicycle industry. So you, you understand what I did there was I listened, I took note, and then I acted upon those notes, i.e. active listening, to not because I want to make more sales later, because I'm caring. Because I want to let them know that, hey man, I was listening to what you said. And that's that's huge. What that reminds me of, actually, and I don't know if you've read this book, you probably have, but The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Have you read that? I have not read that. No. Great, great book. Something I, I share with a lot of. Yeah. Most business owners that I mentor, like it's one of those books that is on my shelf that I'm like, you need to read this. Because what happened there was you created this powerful moment. You personalized it. And I'll give you guys an example of mine. I think I might have mentioned it in a previous episode, but my first real estate agent, the guy that sold me my first house, I met him like randomly at a butterfly garden with my little girls like three years later and the dude remembered my name my wife's name my kids names and like that blew my mind this is a big real estate agent he was a, a monster in grand rapids michigan and this guy remembered me wow 
that is impactful. That is a powerful moment. And you just did that when you personalized that. And like when I joined the dojo, you sent me a personalized mug with my Burley Fishing logo on it. So like that was something I appreciated, right? That's creating a moment. And every business owner, every single one of you guys listening right now, I say guys, like guys and gals, obviously all of us, right? Inclusivity here. You can create a powerful moment within your own individual business. And it doesn't have to be a mug and it doesn't have to be, you know, remembering their names. Maybe you suck at memory. That's fine. I suck at memory. It's okay. But you find like a tactic, a way, a technique, something you can do to create that powerful moment. And that is a part of active listening. That is you listening, just embodying, interpreting, and just delivering on things that you learn from an individual. Like take, for example, go into a, a party, you're brand new at this party, like you don't know anybody, right? You're a stranger. Uh, and, and you go to have a conversation with a group of people and you're just sitting on the outskirts, the fringe, and you're just nodding, you're like, yeah, yeah, huh, huh. You're not really paying attention to anything that's going on, right? Versus the active listener who goes to this party, pays attention, starts to, starts to just pick up on these little things. And to Joe's point, finds out we got a Red Wings fan. Like, oh, I know hockey. And then you jump in on the topic. Do you want to be the fly on the wall that does nothing about any of this, doesn't have any conversations, makes no friends, has no fun the rest of the night? Or the one that is listening for, where's my signal? There it is. I know this person and I can connect on this level now. Right? Got it. That is what we're talking about. And that is part of this process. You guys have to really take on active listening, take this seriously and practice it. Right? You got to practice it. Act on it. Yeah. One thing to be able to say that, yeah, I'm a great listener. A lot of people, statistics show that people believe that they're fantastic listeners. And yet, you know, listening isn't passive. Our brains em employ listening, what they call verbal and nonverbal feedback, right? So, you know, and we're so easily distracted. Yeah. Whether it's your phone, Ooh. whether it's... I. I one of the, my pet peeves about going to a restaurant, I don't know why that is, but so many restaurants, even a quality restaurant, will have television screens in the restaurant. I can understand if it's a lounge or if you're going to a sports bar. That's one thing because that's what you're, you're there for, right? So if your deal is, hey, I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings, there's going to be TV screens. I get it. <laughs> However, if I'm, going to, if I'm having a meeting in a restaurant, and it's loaded with television screens, I personally make a point of placing myself with my back to the screen because I admit that I get easily distracted and I want to be able to be actively listening to my counterpart. Now, so, if, so, and I'll tell you, I prefer my back against the wall when I'm in, an, in any type of situation. It's the old godfather thing. I, it's just one of those things that I've got in my head. I will still opt. I get whacked. I got it. <laughs> I want to see my killer coming, right? Uh, the, the, however, in this context, if I like, if there's a ton of screens, I will yeah. go. Okay, I'll deal with it. That discomfort. I know if somebody's coming behind me, the server's coming in that little whatever. It's I'm better off dealing with that, you know, dis ease as opposed to the disease of I'm so addicted to that screen and I'm looking at that when I should be looking at you and I'm over there, I'm, I'm like 45 degrees to the left and you're right in front of me and I'm not listening. And this is, this is a, it plagues everybody. I mean, think of how many times have you been into a, let's use, let's use the restaurant analogy. 
you've been in a restaurant and you're walking by tables, pay close attention to this next time you go to a restaurant, everybody. You're walking by a table and somebody's on their phone. What does that oh, tell you? Funny. Simon Sinek does this great speech on, the, on this. And he makes a point when he gets together with his closest group of friends, five or six of them go out, only one out of them brings a phone. Only one. The rest of them are phone free when they go out. Like, think of that. I bet you right now there are people listening to that statement and they're going, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, right? Because you like, it's like, what? My phone. Like, no, you bring the phone out. One person out of five people has it. And the beauty of this, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing you with your finger up, Jeff. Let me finish this statement. Same. I got you, right? I'm actively watching and listening. So, what's happening is, okay. I now only one of that phone's there for emergencies and they can be in the moment. And so even having your phone on the table, but flipping it face down, I'm doing that as a sign of respect. No, you're not. That is a dick move. That is a total a-hole dick move. It's Get the out. phone off the table. Turn it off. Yeah. Just turn it off. I will say, I will say. This is this is a fun little game uh, amongst friends. You all put your phones into, you know, like a basket or like in the middle of the table where you can't really reach it. And then the first person to grab their phone gets the check. Love it. That that's oh, yeah. a fun little tactic you can do. And that that's also also uh, it might scare you about your social media addictions. So just heads up. Guys. There's a, it's a huge problem, Jeff. I mean, we at, at for our family, we make a point of telling anybody who comes over phones off like especially when we do sunday dinner it's like listen you know, i want to check the scores you can check it makes nothing like especially the boys right ryan and jordan they're they 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 love sports betting and they play it, it, it the bets are in man there's nothing you can do at this point focus on what we got because i can tell you and it, 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 it leads to the next question jeff have you ever been in a conversation and you know somebody hasn't been listening. Like, you know their attention just isn't there. Has that ever happened to you? And then the next question, and this is also for everybody watching and listening, how did that make you feel? I mean, yeah, of course it's happened to me, but it happens to my wife more than it happens to me, and I'm at fault, right? So, like, I just I just envision, like, anytime I, I, I'm making a post on Instagram, I run several social media accounts, like I get sucked into it, man. So mm. I'm, I'm making a post and she's like, talking to me. And I just go, what? And it's the word, the, the what? Yeah. What, did you say? what was that again? Or you just nod your head and you're like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll say I'm 100% at fault here. Uh, and I have done that plenty of times. And I can Plus tell the you the context though, Jeff, in it, it, let me ask you in a context. Like, I can understand in that context, and I'm not saying, and I'm not condoning it. I get sure. it. it. Let's go in a context of where you were looking at either as as you've you've witnessed it as a salesperson, or you've 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 been the unfortunate prospect. Mm-hmm. The salesperson wasn't listening to you, and unfortunately, yeah, I mean, what happened is the salesperson lost the sale because you just felt I'm out of here. Yeah, I don't know if I've shared this story yet, but my wife and I were on the quest to buy our minivan, our, our you know, uh, deliver us to parenthood vehicle, right? Like we're gonna get crossing the threshold. Yeah, yes. you know, be a real dad now, right? So we I got the birds. So so we go to a dealer. I was like just near where we were staying at the time, 
And we didn't, we didn't buy this car, right? We didn't buy from these guys. What happened was we went in there, we told them what, what we wanted and they directed us to like the wrong vehicle that didn't fit anything that we said. And yeah. then we kept going down the line and eventually we finally, finally just probably because we ran out of other vehicles ended up with the minivan we were looking for. It's like a Dodge Grand Caravan, right? Just basic entry model minivan. So uh, you know, we're, we're looking at this van. We're like, okay, okay. Price is too high. So then we go back, we sit down, you guys know the deal with used cars. Like you just start wheeling and dealing, man. They love to deal. So we start asking for, you know, different numbers, blah, blah, blah. And we got just the, the quintessential, let me talk to my manager. Let me see what else I can do for you, man. It's really tough to get you a better deal than this. Like, mm, let me think about it. Okay, I guess I can do a better deal. And just like going, going, going with this thing. And finally, it got to the point where he's like, look, basically, he just said, what do I got to do to get your business today? Actually, I think he said exactly that. He's like, what do I got to do to get business today? And I was at the point where with KLT, you're not paying attention to me. I don't know, like, or trust you. And then I just looked at my wife and I was like, let's go. And we left. We didn't buy, right? Because... You didn't listen to me the entire time. Like not once did I feel heard. And that's it. It hurts. It hurts when you're the buyer. You're like, I'm coming here with basically waving around 15 grand. I'm like, here's $15,000. I'm going to get you a mad commission check. You're going to be pumped about this. Right. You know, like, come on, dude. Like, just just listen. Just pay attention. Take one note. He took zero notes the entire time. There's a quote from Tom Peters, who is a one of my favorite business experts. Um, he wrote the book In Search of Excellence. He wrote the, the Excellent Dividend. He wrote Reimagine. 2004's number one book for me was Reimagine. He said, remember, if you're not exhausted after a conversation, you weren't really listening. Nope. 100%. And... This brings us to some techniques, guys. So we've shared some great stories here. I think this should be helpful for you as well. And if, again, it, there's always a level of introspection on these episodes. Uh, we're going to get to the debrief on our next episode, episode 10, uh, where you you really kind of sit down and, and, and run back through, play it back, go through the highlights. Um, my dog is making a guest appearance right hey! now. Hey! Up, guy. He's super annoyed that I'm doing two podcasts today. But you know, like you, you, you play it all back, and you go back, and you learn from what happened in that scenario, right? So you, you want to like have some introspection here. I want you guys thinking about examples where you've been the the seller or the buyer, and you've experienced something with active listening, either in a positive or a negative way, and try to get some takeaway from that. So, Joe, let's dive into some techniques here with with active listening. We'll start out with. Uh, stuff we mentioned actually last episode, some body language cues that you guys can focus on. Number one being nodding. Someone's talking to you. What's a very simple cue that you can do to show that you're paying attention? Nodding and head shakes, right? That's they good. say, oh, this terrible thing happened. You're like, man, I'm so sorry to hear that, right? That's active listening. Say, tell me more about that. You're nodding, you're inviting, right? You're getting them to tell you more. That's what you want. So they feel like they're being heard. And when people feel heard, then your KLT numbers are going up. They know, they like, they trust you, that you're connecting, you're building this relationship. So that's huge. Just like making eye contact is huge. 
How many times have you guys been in a conversation where you got old shifty eyes on the other end of this conversation? They're just like uh, looking around here. The Buffalo Wild Wings example, like they're like watching the TV. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, cool. Like no eye contact. How do I, and not in an intimidating way where you're staring them down, right? But I mean, just like regular <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> yeah. yeah Go ahead. It's, there's no question. There's no question that the uh, the eye contact and even a a quick shoulder shrug. And, oh yeah, and being oh, again actively listening, like Tom Peters says, requires us to be so focused. You've got to eliminate distractions. Yeah, it's got it. There's so many noisy listening habits that people have. I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to go over this real quick because. I want to continue on with what are the good things to do. And so these are the, these are four things that you want to avoid. You want to avoid multitasking. If you're in the middle of a conversation with a prospect, because we're here to help more and sell more, focus on that prospect. Number two, and I just made this mistake, interrupting to make a point. We got to raise our hands on this podcast, right? We go, ah, and then you wait your turn. <laughs> Number three. Completing your prospects' sentences. Ooh. Ever heard that one, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Again, I'm at fault with my wife all the time. But, like, you try to, like, finish their thought. Like, again, how, how do you guys feel? And that's really, again, the introspection coming up. How do you feel when somebody finishes your thoughts? Exactly. But your thought that they finish for you is not what you were trying to say and then you try and say it again and then they finish your thought again <laughs> and you're like dude can i talk can i can i say what i want to say right i mean i get that all the time buying furniture when i've bought cars like they're just like yeah you want this i'm like no i i, I don't can you listen to me i'll tell you what i want if you just shut up episode two <laughs> and, and and yeah and asking the right series of questions to be able to understand what the prospect is looking for is so critically important and the and the one the last thing that you want to avoid is trying to as as you're supposed to be listening what you're really doing is you're thinking about the next thing that you're going to say to try to sound interesting there's people that do that and it's so disingenuous as opposed to listen people don't give a shit about being interesting what they care about is if you are interested yeah I mean, one of my favorite uh, sayings that I or, or sales adages that I've used over the years has been people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Thank you. Right. Thank you. That, that is crucial when it comes to active listening. You here. Here's a way to think about it. We'll just jump to this section because it's a pretty meaty section here. But you think about it this way. You should do more asking than telling. Sure. And we talk about telling this all the time. Telling isn't selling. Exactly. Telling isn't selling. You should do more asking than telling. And again, go to the debrief. We'll do that on our next episode here. But you should think about your last sales appointment. The most recent sales appointment you guys had, I want you to play it back through your head. Did you do more asking than telling or more telling than asking? And just be critical of yourself. Be critical. That's how we learn. That's how we move forward. And if you did a whole lot of talking, not a whole lot of listening, like the minivan car salesman guy who didn't listen to me at all and just told me what I wanted, but didn't know what I wanted because he didn't listen. Uh, 
then you can work on that. Notice that. Be cognizant of it and mm. it. practice. Do better. Role play, right? There's a fun role play game that I, I do with a lot of uh, my mentees, which is questions only. So I want you guys to think about a uh, great show. Whose line is it anyways? Uh, if you guys don't know that show, I'm sorry. You should go look it up. Love it's it. hilarious. But it's it an is. improv show. And one of and, and like Drew Carey used to be the the host of it, right? Oh, he was like yeah. a classic host. So uh, you know, one of the games they would play on the show was questions only. And there was a few simple rules. You can only ask questions, obviously, but you can't ask one word questions. So it can be like, what? Who? Why? Like you can't ask those questions. They have to be intelligent questions. Questions that play within the context of the conversation but only questions. And I find this to be extremely helpful and effective Great. when training new salespeople. Okay. Uh, and it's something that we do as a group. It's usually like a warm-up exercise I like to do when we all role play because it's fun. It's funny. Um, we can get into it. And then, you know, everybody gets the jitters out because role play is something that's nerve wracking for most people until you do it over and over and over again. Right. I yep. mean, dude, I've been doing sales for over 15 years. I jumped into the dojo epi or episode, uh, you know, call number one, two, three, four, five. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Here we go. We got to role play again. I haven't done this in so long. Like, yeah, you get you get jittery. But questions only. It's just a fun, easy way to like to warm up and get into that groove with role play. Plus it gets you into the habit of asking more questions rather than making more statements. And that makes a big so, difference. That's, that's powerful. I love that because when you make a statement, where do you lead the prospect? Nowhere. Yeah. The, the key that you and I have been Reiterating over and over over the last eight episodes, including this one as episode nine, our upside down six episode, is the the fact that we need to ask questions and then dig deep. One of the things that I'm going to share with you is a technique that we talk about in the dojo. We call it the SOS TED method. How many of you have ever heard of a TED talk? You've probably seen a TED Talk on YouTube. It's one of the most, I love TED Talks. They're great, or TEDx Talks. Some of you may want to be able to do your own TED Talk in the future. Here's what's interesting. TED started back in 1988, and the original TED Talks are designed, what does TED stand for? A lot of people don't even know what TED stands for. TED is Technology, Entertainment, and Design. The SOS TED method stands for Tell Me, explain to me, describe to me. Now, something comes up in conversation and I'm listening and somebody says something to the effect of, yeah, I, I really need to do this because my doctor told me I, I, I need to get this. Oh, wow, okay. So tell me specifically what your doctor wants you to do. Explain to me the pain that you're, you're dealing with with that. Describe to me how this feels when, for example, and we find out it might be I, I, you know, orthoscopic surgery or I've got, a, I, I've got a torn ACL. So describe to me what it feels like when you're walking up the stairs. And then, so can you tell me, do you have any kids? Yeah. How old are they? They're six and eight. So tell me how it feels when you're trying to run around and keep up with them outside right now with this knee issue. 
suddenly we're going into that pain point and I'm asking questions and obviously I'm listening and based on where these questions go, then I can do what's called PAS, problem, agitate, solve. When I solve, I'm helping. The more I help, the more I sell. It's the basis of what we're doing here. So. Absolutely. So I love that you have, you know, an acronym for it. Um, when we train with Burley Sales, like we don't have necessarily an acronym, but more of a a concept for this, right? And Joe and I have talked about it a thousand times on these episodes, but discovery, the act of discovery is the part of your sales process where you get to know your prospect. And guess what, guys, if you don't have that involved in your sales process right now, you're making a mistake. You're leaving a lot of money on the table and you're not helping as many people as you could be. Simple fact. Mm -hmm. So you should have a discovery phase where you literally get the opportunity to know who this person is, what it is that they want, more importantly than that, why they actually want it. And then you get to close. Then you get to sign them up and help them and do the thing, right? Take them from point A to point B of their goals. So you're a master at it, Jeff. I mean, I, I can't say this enough, everybody. If you haven't looked into Jeff's program, burlysales.com, go check it out. It, it, you'll, you'll get a lot of benefit from it because when you find out what your clients or your prospects problems are, that's when you've earned the right, ETR, I've got all these acronyms all over the place, you've <laughs> earned the right to be able to ask. Yep. So many people try to cut to the chase and there are times, depending on the transaction, that you can cut to the chase quickly and I'm a big believer in time collapsing. However, we need to get to build KLT, right? There's another acronym of know, like, and trust. I, and we want to be able to get people to know, love, and trust us so that they want to, they feel compelled buy from us. So yep. don't be so focused on, I want to sell you something as much as I want to help you so that you feel compelled to buy from me. People don't want to be sold. They want to choose to buy. How do we get them to that place where they, I want to buy from this guy. I want to buy from this woman. She's awesome. Well, it happens when they feel heard. Yeah. It happens when they, again, the word is feel. Or they think that you understand. So when, they, right, depending on the type of person that we're dealing with, right, they can see what you're saying, or they can see that you're listening. So if they're a visual person, they can see it. If they hear that you're quiet, taking notes, and you're giving the body language of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, nodding yes and taking note of it, Jeff Berling game special. You're at the table, person's to the right, and you, they can see that you're taking notes. Now you can use those notes not to paint somebody in a corner. Right. You're going to use those notes as a form of not only did I hear what you said to me, I want to show you that I've been actively listening and I care about you. Yeah. And here's the best thing about that, you guys. Uh, first of all, the most beautiful sound in any language is a person's own name. And everybody wants the opportunity to write an autobiography. So if you make them the center of the universe, it's going to pay dividends. Like you will both win at the end of this. It is a win-win, which is our goal, not a win-lose. It's never you versus me. Uh, it's us. It's we. It's inclusive, right? But the amazing thing about doing really well with discovery and by doing really well, I mean asking way more questions than statements are made and asking questions that 
take you from a non-invasive layer of like, hey, how's it how's it going? Like, here's my name. Let's meet each other for the first time. Down to what you said, like, how's that knee feel when you're trying to keep up with those kids? That's invasive. That That's pushing. That's pressing boundaries. But you have to earn the right to get there. So you start high level and you just work your way down, work your way through the layers, right? So we take our time, we become slowly more and more invasive. Tell me more about that. What does that mean to you? Blah, blah, blah. And we work our way down to that. Do your TED method, right? And the amazing thing is that people sell themselves. They sell themselves. They buy you. You don't sell them. They buy you. They buy you. They sell themselves. You don't have to handle objections as much or the, the uh, they're going to, of course. Yeah. Hopefully not at all. You can tell like you did it perfectly. Like the, the, the world's aligned and things, you know, went magically well if you don't handle any objections, but typically you're going to handle something, but they're going to be pretty easy to handle. But the crazy thing is like they sell themselves. You don't have to do nearly as much work just because you did the work ahead of time. Discovery can be magical. Trust me here, because I've been using it for years and it, it does work. Now, the, the, the thing about it, though, is like you almost don't even have to talk about what you're selling. Now, hear me out. This sounds crazy. Love it. But I have sold personal training, thousands of dollars in personal training from a room that has zero fitness equipment. I have sold memberships to gyms in a room that has no equipment, has like, you know, the plastic hanging down on the walls, drywall isn't even hung yet. There's hammers going on all over the place. There's no guarantee this gym's even opening and I've sold gym memberships. You don't have to tell them what it is that you do or how you even do it. Now I'm saying, you know, let's be honest with everybody. Let's be real. Let's be transparent. This is more of like, let's say an experimental thing. You could make a sale without even talking about what it is that you offer. Everybody feels like they have to just vomit this information onto the prospect and be like, you have to know all the tech specs. Chad, our producer was talking about it before we started this episode. Like they, uh, you were working for like a furniture company. Was it Chad? And like they they wanted you to share all the features, all the specs. Best Buy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, you're not dumping enough of the specs for this thing, right? Nobody cares. Do I care how a television works? No, I don't care at all. Not in the slightest, right? And not to knock anybody that does care, right? But this can be said Too far for between. Anyone. Exactly. Anyone, any industry, any product, any service. Most people I sold PT to, personal training or or a gym membership to, they didn't care how I helped them lose the weight. That was my job. That's what I'm the expert. I'm the one who's in charge of writing the programming, taking them through the workout, making sure that they're eating properly, getting that advice to them, and then giving them the guidance that they need, that they paid for. They don't care how it happens. It could be- They just want to know that it can make it happen. They just want to know that it can happen. And this is huge, and this is a concept I definitely want to hit up on a future episode. Ultimately, not only do they buy you, right? Not only do they buy you, they buy themselves in the future, right? Think of it this way. They buy a positive future self, okay? Multiple timelines. Let's get into, like, multiple timelines here and get crazy. Comic book weird. But, like, in the future, they can see in the multiverse, they can see in Chad's example, them sitting in this living room with this amazing new TV. You sell them that image. In my gyms, you sell them the image of 
losing the weight, gaining back confidence and using that confidence to get back into the dating world. In Joe's example, they, we sell them or they sell themselves on this positive future self of having better knee stability so that they can play with their kids. And they picture that and they envision that. And this positive future self is invaluable. Remember the, the scene at the end of The Wolf of Wall Street where the, the Leonardo DiCaprio, who's playing Belfort, is on the and he's like, sell me this pen. And everybody goes into and this is the this is if I want to share something here that's super valuable. Yep. And somebody comes into your place of business, whether it's on your Zoom or in brick and mortar, it doesn't matter. And they I don't care what product or service that you sell. Right? If you're selling phones, if you're selling boats, hot tubs, bikes, doesn't matter. When somebody says, tell me about your bikes, they say that. You know what the average salesperson does? Or tell me about your hot tubs. They start spewing about their hot tubs. And they start telling, and we, we said it earlier, telling isn't selling. Yep. When, when, so what we want to do, and this is the thing, everybody who's listening, I, I get it. You're an expert in your field. You know more about your products than the customer coming in. You, you do need to know specs. However, specs don't sell. People don't buy what you sell. They buy why you're selling it. So tell me about your bikes or tell me about your hot tubs. Tell me about your boats. Tell me about your program. It, right? Tell me about your coaching program. If you turn around and you start telling them, well, it's 14 weeks and it's an hour at a time, you get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me and blah, 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 blah. Tell me something that's a, that, that does not sell me on this. The answer to that is, I'm glad that you asked that question. I will give you some details and then you need to find out about them. Flip it. Start asking questions because if you start telling, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. My question to you is this, and here's the question. How do you feel when it is obvious the other party is fully invested in listening to you? How Amazing. Do you feel? Amazing. To feel fully hurt. invested. Yeah. Absolutely. It feels amazing to be heard. And especially right now, you guys, like, think about it. It's 2021. We don't get out that often. <laughs> like, There's a whole thing going on in the world that's causing us to not get together as often with other people. So when you get to get the chance to be involved in a conversation and you're heard, it's like winning the lottery right now. feels great. You feel elated. Serotonin's flowing. You're happy, right? Because, like I said, they are the center of the universe, not you. And they want to write an autobiography. And the more questions you ask, interview style, the better. So I always joke with my mentees at Burley Sales. It's like, play the role of a politician and just answer a question with a question. Like, anytime you get a question, just ask a question. People say, how much is it? Say, hey, I'm so happy to hear that you're interested in the program. Uh, let me ask you this. What exactly were you hoping we could do for you? Like, there it is. You acknowledged it and you, you, you acknowledge the per person and you ask the question. Yeah. Right? The basis of the SOS, Jeff. It's great. Right. Yeah. How much is this? Tell me about your program. I appreciate that you're looking for the program details and the price. The answer is I'm going to follow up with that. And it depends based on what your needs are. I'm going to ask you a few questions and then ask questions. Let's find yeah. out about that person and actively listen. It's huge. So if you guys are hearing, hey, how much is it? And you're going 20 bucks, 
you already lost. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Imagine, imagine somebody calls up, calls up a store, calls up your business, says, yeah, how much is your program? And you said, it's, it, my program is $3,500. Thanks. Click. That's going to be the conversation every time. Click. Game over. Because how are you going to build value in the prospect's mind without asking them questions? You can't tell them about the value. You have to ask them questions so they hook the mind. Uh, uh, let Let me go with this. Does everybody know that when somebody asks you a question, it hooks your mind? Have you ever noticed that? Are you seeing that or are you feeling it right now? I'm asking you a question. Are you hearing it? Yeah. Figure out that I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> I'm hooking you, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. I want to be able to lead, comfortably lead, not to be manipulative. Be able to get you to the place where you see the light yourself. Like you said, Jeff, we're going to help the client sell themselves so that they choose to buy. As opposed to, let me tell you about all this barf. They're yeah. like, oh my God, okay. And then they get confused and I don't know what if I, right? That's the other thing. The, the classic, I need to think about it comes up for two reasons. One, information overload. You've told them too much. Or two, you haven't built enough value and they heard the price and the left brain kicked in as opposed to the emotional brain kicked in. And now they really need to think about it, which there's nothing to think about. They just haven't seen the value. Either way, you've either given them too many things to think about, right? Too many options, and you've talked too much, or haven't built up enough value. But the fact of the matter is, did you ask them enough questions? That's it. Ask more questions than you make statements. Simple as that. To the answers. All right, you guys, hopefully today was full of uh, tactics that you can take action on right now in your very next sales appointment. And uh, please do. And if you need practice with them, if you need more information, if you need more help, obviously you should uh, subscribe to the podcast. Again, drop us a review if this information was helpful for you. That helps us move things along. Be sure to share share the show with anybody else who is in the sales industry. Share the show. Uh, a little Sean Connery, a little RIP Gosh, there. But. Share the show, please. <laughs> So share the show with, uh, you know, any of your friends who are in the coaching industry, who are selling, who are owning businesses, and then you and them should go join the help more, sell more Facebook group. It's for free. And there's going to be videos, content, live stuff that we're going to be doing there as well as giveaways. So please join that up. We're looking to grow that group with just awesome people who can have intelligent, amazing sales conversations, and we can all level up together. You can find me and Joe online. Burley underscore sales is my Instagram handle. He is the Joe Marku. And you can check out our websites, SOS Dojo, as well as Burley Sales. And uh, check out our programs. I've got an online program designed to take you through your mindset all the way up through sales, marketing, objection handling, all of that. SOS Dojo is real time role play. And you go head to head. It is fun. It's a blast. You guys should definitely check that out too. But We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. We'll drop more every Monday, 6 a.m. Listen to us on the drive to work so you can kick butt in sales. And that's all we got for you. We'll see you next episode. Are you interested in growing your business? That's the question. Are you interested? We want to hear, because it's the listening show, we want to hear yes. If you're interested, visit our 
our websites, go into the Facebook group. We'll see you guys on the next episode.